0: Whoa, Nelly! That's right, you've joined the Chief. uh, New podcast on the scene, movie podcast, and I couldn't stay away. And this time I've got joined by my good buddy um, from across the pond in the US of A. It's uh, DJ Booker T. How are you, sir?
1: I'm very well. Good morning to you. Um, Don't be confused by the accent, although I'm across the pond. I am obviously originally from the borough.
0: Yes, yes, the borough of...
1: Well, the borough is where we met—the borough of Farn. Not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily exactly where I'm from, but
0: uh, no. Yes, we we went to Farnborough College of Technology in the late 90s and studied. Was it Leisure Studies HND Diploma? Do those things even exist anymore?
1: That is exactly what I studied: Leisure Studies, known collectively around the college as tracksuit studies.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I. I you know, I. I did not do that course with the intention, I didn't even know, I still don't know what leisure studies are.
1: Well, it was uh, intended to be somebody who might go and run a leisure centre and or you could go and work in a spa or you could just go and be a lifeguard. But I don't think I know anybody who has gone into that line of work.
0: No, no. One, someone went into, became a uh, rubbish man, didn't he? A refuge collector. Who was that? Correct.
1: Uh, Can't remember his name, but that is exactly what he did.
0: Matt, someone, Matt, someone, yeah, Matt, Matt um, someone. There, if you're out there, Matt, someone listening, uh, let us know, right in and tell us uh, how it's going in the refuge trade. But, um, yeah, listen, we we shared love of sport, movies, video gaming, so we kind of hooked up. And, um, I thought, listen, um, I just to give you a breakdown, um, of what this show is all about, uh, I if you haven't listened out there, listeners, go and listen to the Out of Timers, uh, not Out of, Outer, O-U-T-T-A Timers. It's a podcast I did with my good buddy Ben Flying Retro, uh, lasted about 20 episodes, did it last year. And one of the challenges on that, it's a retro nostalgia based podcast, so it's really good, go and check it out. But one of the challenges we had was to watch 200 movies in the calendar year um, of 2020 i did 199 got to new year's eve just couldn't be bothered to do the last one he did 250 so movies very much a part of it but this year i have watched as of july whenever we are 21 no june 21 i've watched three movies this year and for a man who has loved movies for 40 years that is slim picking so I thought I need to watch more movies but I need an impetus I need some kind of I don't just want to go on Netflix browse oh that looks all right let's watch that I need something a guidance so I thought let's do a podcast let's get my man who I know watches movies you know if he could for a living he would so uh, DJ Booker T across the pond um, in where are you at the moment across the pond out of interest
1: I'm in a beautifully named uh, town called Saratoga Springs, which is about three and a half hours north of New York City in New York state. Saratoga Springs is famous for its springs. It has these waters that come from under the ground. There are three or four different varieties. There's your regular kind. Um, and then there's your your one that's slightly more gassy, and it's supposed to be good for uh, you know therapeutic properties. And you can go and bathe in them, or you can actually okay. ingest them. And it's also famous for horse riding too.
0: Okay, you don't want to be bathing and ingesting that bathwater, though, I assume.
1: Not at the same time. Uh, no. Most this town most famous, I guess, for being featured in the song "You're So Vain" by Carly okay. Simon. Um, right. She mentions going off and racing horses in saratoga
0: i was going to say i think they've got a racetrack there haven't they saratoga they do yeah possibly yeah yeah very good very good um cool so no yeah i hooked up with uh dj booker t and basically said do you want to do this podcast uh, and he was like well not really but for you chief i'll do it no actually you were quite enthused you were, you were up for it anyway so what we're going to be doing is we're both old men um well you we although we still think we're about 18 and so We're thinking, let's pick a movie that we haven't seen for five, ten years that we thought this was a cracking movie, but we haven't watched it since. Now, we're going to rewatch these movies and say, my memory was good, it is still a good movie, or wait a minute, my memory has deteriorated, this is a pile of dog turd. That's about it, I think. That
1: sounds about right. I must say, I was enthused to... um take part in this podcast purely and simply because you are a man after my own heart or at least I believed you were (laughs) and knowing that you've only watched three movies this (laughs) year it almost makes me think that you know you've completely changed who you are your DNA that's impossible this is the man that was watching you know two three four movies a day when we were at university and still managing to study.
0: Okay, listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a quick check to see what they were because I use and listeners out there a really good app called Letterboxd, Um with no there's no e so it's letter b o x d and it's basically a movie tracking app. So you go on there when you watch it, you search the movie, you type it in, it saves it to your diary, you give it a score out of five, see what your friends are watching, etc. So um, it's a good app. And let me look at my diary. So this year I watched. I have watched six documentaries, but I guess they don't really count. Well, of course um, they do. Of course they count. Okay, well, I'm up to nine then. But if you don't count those, in terms of works of fiction, I have watched Coming to America 2, uh, yeah, Zack Schneider's Justice League cut, which is about six hours. And, oh no, that's it, two movies.
1: There's no third movie in there lurking around. And I must say, you've gone you've gone from one extreme to another, from the Amazon Prime original, <laughs> coming to America and then Zack Snyder's Justice League
0: yeah I do tell a lie I went down to my mate Ben Flynn Retros in Bournemouth and we did watch Return of the Jedi uh, about six gins deep um, so that was good so I am on three yes yes but anyway um, before we uh, crack into some of these movies um, we need to have some kind of snackage at the ready um, have you got a snack in front of you sir
1: I do. I have a snack in front of me. I'm going to rustle it so as you know that I have Ooh. a snack in front of me. I'm okay. also going to WhatsApp you a picture so you can see oh. what it is. Yes, please. It is It is called the yep. Perfect Bar, which I know, Chief, you would be somebody who would be, listen, I'll be the one that decides whether it's perfect or not. How can you, <laughs> how can you call something that? It is Correct. the original refrigerated protein bar. Now, these come in about eight different flavours. This morning, I've gone for the chocolate mint.
0: Right.
1: It has 14 grams of protein
0: okay. and
1: 20 superfoods inside. Wow. It is gluten-free, low GI. Yeah. But when I just scanned it with my little um, fitness app, because I keep a record of what I've eaten throughout the day, it did come in at a whopping 320 calories.
0: Okay. That's this thing is...
1: This thing is no bigger than a than a flattened Mars bar.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Now listen, have a bite and tell me what you think.
1: Okay, we'll do. Just sending you a picture so you can see what it looks like. Here see the go. word see the word perfect.
0: Mr. Perfect. I'll tell you what, I watched a Mr. Perfect wrestling match the other day. Very good, underrated. Um, okay. Yeah.
1: It- while we're on the subject, while I'm opening this bad boy of movies and things like that, one of the things that's always stuck with me since our time together at Farnborough... <laughs> is anything to do with lists regarding top 10s, top 100s, top 20s, or anything like that. Yeah. And you'll be pleased to know that I have uh, I, I managed to keep that phrase with me all the time when somebody yeah. says, you know, have you seen this list of the top 50 movies? I say, according to who? <laughs>
0: or I need to know
1: more about the data. Who's 50? You yeah. know, who's, who, what is this? Top 50 most rented? You know, whatever.
0: Yeah, dig into the facts, man. Okay, the here stats. we go. Going in. Do it. I'm looking at the pictures. A bit peanut on the front. Uh, we'll put this up on the social media so people can see what we're eating.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. You know, he's, yeah?
1: Yeah. Well, here's a word that you don't hear very often in America. It is claggy.
0: Claggy, yeah. Yeah.
1: That has just taken any moisture that I had in my mouth and evaporated it. Very tasty. It is definitely chocolate mint for sure. Right. And I couldn't eat more than... I don't even know <laughs> if I'd be able to eat this
0: whole thing. I was going to say, you're not supposed to eat more than one at a sitting. But um, cheap plug, quick cheap plug, uh, you saying the word claggy uh, on a podcast that I used to do, Talking Joe, which is still running uh, with some new new hosts, uh, G.I. Joe-based podcast. We had a section on that called British Colloquialisms, where uh, we would try and confuse our American listeners with um, British terminologies. And claggy, keeping, the, keeping it alive, you've done it for us now. And that just means kind of thick chewy um like you said just all moisture's evaporated
1: well uh living in the u.s like i do i can tell you there's quite a few that confuse them uh one of my favorites was the word foisty um okay. which nobody had ever heard of in this country
0: okay yeah you, yeah. you know
1: what that is right
0: foisty yeah. as in uh is it like a variation of feisty
1: no foisty is a variation of moist
0: ah okay
1: so you've done your laundry, you put it in the dryer, but you haven't left it in there long enough. You've taken it out and put it in the basket, still slightly damp. And then you haven't folded it or hung it or put it away. And it's left to kind of grow some sort of strange, weird, wet laundry smell.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: That is foisty.
0: So right, remove that. All the foisty is gone from your mouth for this bar. But what are you giving this snack out? What's your, what's your rating out of 10?
1: Okay, so um, I'm gonna give that a six point five out of ten.
0: Six point five out of ten, okay. Room for improvement there, perfect bar. It, it's from.
1: It, it is very uh, melty very quickly. I took it out of the fridge twenty minutes ago. It's it's gone okay. soft. You wouldn't want to take it with you when you go around the golf course, you'd have real problems.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay. Peeling it out uh, of that right. wrapper. I'm uh, sending you a picture I'm sending you a picture of what I got. Okay. Also a rustly packet. These Ooh. are these are Kup- mini bites coconut wholemeal cookies Let's have a look at these um, Good to see they're high in fiber Chief dog will be dumping later.
1: keep you regular um,
0: can we have a oh, bit yeah. of
1: uh, have a bit of honesty on the kopieek where they're from that sounds Scandinavian maybe Wow looks like looks like you're eating something that you'd give to a cow.
0: Yeah, I got them from the World <laughs> Food aisle at Sainsbury's. Um, so I don't even know where they produced. Let me have a look. Uh, P- Poland. 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 Mm. They, um, do lo- they do they... look very grainy. Very dry. Also, I tell you, we've both had very dry snacks today. We have, yeah. Um, I'm out of coffee as well. Anyway, not bad. I would buy them again. Seven out of ten.
1: Interesting. I'm going um, to see if I can find those over here.
0: Yeah, Um, Listen, before we move on to talk about what movie, because you've chosen the one for this week, Um, two quick updates. Number one, I'm a second vaccination this morning. Feeling fine. I felt fine after the first one. Feeling good now, so I'm expecting to be laid low tomorrow. Um, But you've been watching the Euros. Give us a quick uh, one-minute summation on the, the Euros, Um, how it's been going for you, and overall, who is the best team you've seen?
1: Uh, The Euro so far has been, I've enjoyed most of the games that I've seen, with the exception of anything that England feature in. Um, I tried to talk to some people to get them interested in watching the England-Scotland game, which they did, and afterwards they wanted to disown me as quickly as possible and couldn't understand that this was actually an important game, because it didn't seem as though anybody was bothered. My biggest takeaway is that Gareth Southgate is not fit to be the England manager, And we need somebody who's going to play young, exciting talent. Harry Kane has been an absolute ghost for the first three games, and I can't believe that he's still on the field. Favourite team so far? I don't know. I like the way that Germany turned it around after everybody thought they were going to go out. Um, And I feel sorry for the Scots, but I also quite enjoy watching Wales because they have a very set game plan. Um, And, of course, they're a home nation. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Welsh.
0: Okay, very good. Um, we've got some... Are you watching today's matches? As of today, like I say, the 21st, we've got a couple of matches kick off in just over an hour and then some more, some big guns actually today and there's France, Portugal, um, Spain are playing, uh, Germany. So, Well, this is...
1: Yeah, this is very important for, for English people because this will decide who we're going to play. Uh, I think it's Tuesday.
0: Is it the runner-up in whatever this France group is?
1: We will play the runner-up in this group,
0: yep. So it looks like it's probably going to be France or Germany more more than likely. But you know,
1: you look at those four teams, Germany, Hungary, Portugal, France. Those are those are four big names and one of those is not going through.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. There you go. And um, the it other might,
1: th- it might not necessarily be Hungary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I've been taking a bit of interest in, the times are out of whack for the UK so I've not watched any is uh, NBA playoffs and I had a little cheeky bet at the start of the season 1 pound on the Phoenix Suns at 28 to 1 and they have now taken a 2-0 series lead against the Clippers in that Western Conference final. So hopefully the Suns get through to the final, Uh, but because they're West Coast, all those times are like 1am or 2am for the UK, so no good for the Chief there, but we'll see how that progresses. But um, listen, let's get to the meat of why we're here, the meat and two veg, if you will. Um, Tell me what movie you've selected for both of us to rewatch.
1: Okay, so we are going to go with 1999's mystery men
0: ah okay
1: it has a solid running time of two hours and one minute okay and you know as far as i can remember i think i've probably seen it twice once when on your recommendation uh, okay, I, remem- I, remem- I remember you very specifically describing two or three of the characters in the movie and i'm not going to say too much because i want to hear what your recollections are yeah um two or three of the characters and um you know what their main character points were i remember watching it then and i remember recommending it to tons of people because i loved it at the time and i've probably seen it once more since maybe 10 years ago
0: okay very good i think i watched now i was a big purchaser and i think you were as well i don't know around the same time i used to get total film magazine and this they, they gave it quite a good rating in that and i think i probably saw it in 1999 when it came out um, but then and again like you maybe once since but probably at least 10 maybe even 15 years ago and my recollection of this was it was a I think it's some kind of superhero movie now I have got a very bad memory which everyone knows but I think it's a superhero movie but I don't know whether it's a parody or a straight-up comedy or whether they've actually got superpowers or not I don't know too much about it obviously I know Ben Stiller's in it um and who's the dude there's a dude with a spade or something uh william h macy is that him he's in it i think
1: william h macy who at the time was probably in every movie Uh, yeah yeah yeah. he's in it okay And and as far as i remember this is one of the things that stuck with me you're right he does carry a shovel he is known as the shoveler
0: Ah, there you go there you go um so yes, um, I remember it being good. Now, is there a reason why neither of us have seen it for like 10 to 15 years? Probably just because there was a, a shitload of movies for us to watch, um, and you know, you can't rewatch everything. However, I am gonna go in, we're go- what we're gonna do, we're gonna give a pre-rewatch rating, or, or a an old memory rating, and then a rating after we've seen it. So I'm actually gonna go in here with a seven out of 10, I think, for my pre-rewatch.
1: Now I seem to remember from days of yore that your rankings were always lower than what I thought they should be because you were quite, yes. you were quite stingy, quite tight.
0: That you, you had some high quite, standards. Quite contrarian. If someone liked it, I would obviously take the opposite view. But um, I,
1: do, I don't think I can go as high as a seven and a half from my recollection. So
0: I am actually going to agree and go in with a seven as well. You're going seven. Okay. Now here's a quick debate for you. Um, maybe we shake things up a little bit. Now you know, do we go out of five? Do we go out of 10 or do we go old school and go, which no one does anymore, and go percentage? Although Rotten Tomatoes do percentage, I think, do they actually? So yeah, we're not going old school, we're just copying.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, do we come up with our new system? Are we going to go with, uh, what would a baker give it? So it's out of 13, (laughs) right? Yes,
0: yes, (laughs) let's do it. This is the pre-rewatch Baker's Dozen rating.
1: Or do we come up with a new scoring system every week? That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough.
0: The baker's dozen. It's out of thirteen every week. Do you do you
1: know? Of, you know, just to uh, just to ask this, do you know of any movie that would get the full baker's dozen?
0: Um, well, I do. I do but uh, and you will agree with one of these. I would give Jaws, as would you, a full baker's dozen. Um, and I would also give. Just I know you're not as big a fan as me, but I would give the original Star Wars trilogy all of them a baker's dozen. But that's probably the only the only movies for me that would get that
1: yeah interest, interestingly on the star wars note if you'd have asked me at the time i never would have given them a baker's dozen but then having seen what they then tried to recreate with the next six i'd have gone back and given them more than 13
0: yeah <laughs> um so i'm revising this my seven now then this is hard i'm gonna go i'm gonna go eight i'm just gonna go eight out of 13.
1: Well that seems weird because you're going seven out of ten and you're going all right. eight out of 13.
0: Eight and a half. Can we do halves or is there no room for halves you can,
1: here? You can only do halves. There's no point ones or point all twos. Right.
0: Eight and a half. All right, let me write it down. I've got a bit of tissue paper here. That's all I've got to hand. Eight and a half out that's, of 13. That's
1: a bit scary but never mind. Yeah. Um, I'll go with nine.
0: Nine out of 13. Sorry. Now,
1: I'll ju- just give you a little bit of background. I don't think I'm giving anything away by giving you the synopsis of this film.
0: No, do it. Do
1: it. A group of inept amateur superheroes must try to save the day when a supervillain threatens to destroy a major superhero and
0: the city. Interesting. I'm going to do a bit of digging after we've seen it to sort of see where this goes timeline of general superhero movies because obviously we had those richard donna supermans late 70s early 80s and obviously other stuff in between but a big gap till the marvel universe started so you know be interesting we'll discuss it after we've seen it about where this fits in that kind of pantheon of superhero movies uh, because i don't reckon there was much around at the time the only one i could think of is um did you ever see what's it called the
1: panther with billy zane
0: uh the phantom the, the phantom Pan- the panther
1: <laughs> what was uh, okay and then what was the other one with alec baldwin
0: that was the shadow
1: i, I reckon they've got to be around about this time. yeah
0: yeah maybe they were pulpy 1940s characters kind of revisited um so they they weren't necessarily cowl and cape but they were definitely i would cl- definitely class those as superhero movies but interesting yeah we'll, we'll we'll discuss that and uh look at those um you know when we do our full roundup of this movie and so with that in mind don't go anywhere people but we're going to nip off now for a quick two hour one minute rewatch of this movie and then in about 30 seconds you can rejoin us for this discussion catch you on the flip side
1: you're listening to gone, gone with the rewind, rewind with chief and Brett.
0: whoa that's right we are back we have watched this movie and now we're going to give you our thoughts on it but before we quickly jump into that i'm going to quiz you a little bit my good buddy this movie came out in 1999 um, and in actual fact um, it did not do well uh, I looked at the budget for this movie it was 68 million and worldwide gross was 33 million so I guess that is considered a flop didn't even get back half of its of its budget and we also had a look at what superhero, we were postulating what superhero movies were around this time now you mentioned shadow that was 94 phantom was 96 and the batman franchise kind of ended in 97 with batman and robin which is a stinker if i'm not mistaken um i haven't seen that in a long time uh and then It wasn't until 2000, which I guess was a year after Mystery Men, when X-Men came out, and was a surprise hit. 75 million budget, did 300 million. So it was kind of weirdly sandwiched in between other superhero movies, but this is kind of the only almost non-serious one of the bunch there. So it's kind of competing, but at the same time doing something different. But I said I want to do some numbers for you. This movie was the 79th biggest grossing movie of 1999 now i want you to guess the movie that it beat so what movie was in 80th place and what movie was in (laughs) 78th place however i am going to give you the um the synopsis so the movie that was one place above it in 78 uh When noted anthropologist, Dr Ethan Powell, who left society to live in the jungle, is imprisoned for murder. It's up to young psychiatrist Theo Calder to get through to him.
1: Mm. Wow, that's no. When you started to talk, I thought he's going with Congo and then halfway through, I thought you were going with that weird Sean Connery movie where he invents cancer in the jungle. You ever okay, remember no, that movie?
0: No, now I don't think I've seen this movie. I can almost guarantee you've seen this movie just by, I think, I just think it's the kind of movie you'd watch. If I give you a the actors, the three headline actors, Sir Anthony Hopkins, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Donald Sutherland.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. They okay. are three actors that I would watch, but I don't think yeah. I've seen it. It's
0: a movie called Instinct.
1: No, I don't. I'm going to
0: have right. to re-watch that. There you go. There you go. Um, Interesting. well, here we go actually, because this, where I'm on now, this tells me the the split of domestic and foreign box office revenue. Um, most of them are around kind of, you know, 50-50, but this one is 100% domestic US, 0% foreign, so obviously never got a release over here, so that may be why. And the movie that it beat, that it was in the, the mystery Men sandwich, the meat in the sandwich, if you will, the other slice of bread, uh, 80, is... An abortion clinic worker with a special heritage is called upon to save the existence of humanity from being negated by two renegade angels trying to exploit a loophole and re-enter heaven. Oh, that's um, that's dogma. That is dogma, yes, well done. That's dogma, well done. Yeah. yeah. That was actually as well, that was 98.5% domestic and only 1.5% uh, foreign, although it did open in the UK. Um, well, I know that you're a Kevin
1: Smith fan, so I'll throw back to you. Who played God in Dogma? That was Alanis Morissette. There you go.
0: Have some there of that. Go. Uh, listen, I we are going to get to talk about Mystery Men, but I want to quiz you one more time on... Uh, in fact, no, we'll leave that for next time. I was going to ask, ask me, you... More, I think you're going to ask me who the
1: number one movie of 1999 Well, I was.
0: I was going to ask you the top five uh, of... I, mean, I tell you what, I don't care. This is our show. We do what we want. So I am going to quiz you on the top five <laughs> of 1999, starting with number five... This grossed uh, just under half a billion. And it is a Disney animated movie. One word.
1: Hmm. Uh, no idea. I was going to go with
0: Toy Story for 99s. Darts with T. Uh, no. All it's you. In a jung- it's set in a jungle. Tarzan. Tarzan. There you go. At number four. This was the first movie of a trilogy. A uh, couple of brother directors put them on Matrix. the Matrix. Matrix. At number three... Uh, You were on the right lines with your T guess, but... Toy Story. But not the first one. Toy Story 2. There you go. At number two, Uh, interesting, uh, because this this will draw parallels to the movie I'm going to suggest we watch next, later on. Uh, And this is a movie which, once you've seen it once, is going to lose a lot of impact watching it again. Um, Is it The Blair Witch Project? No, it stars Bruce Willis...
1: Oh, it's
0: The uh, it's the Sixth Sense. It is The Sixth Sense. Um, and at number one is a movie in a long-running franchise. Um, grossed just under $1 billion worldwide. Um, we briefly mentioned this franchise earlier on this episode. Um, you did, did not we? like when they revisited it or, you know... Oh, you is know. it Star Wars? Is it one it of their films? It is Star Wars? Wars. It is Episode One: Phantom Menace.
1: Oh, ah.
0: There you go. Yeah, I've got my um, years
1: mixed up. For some reason I thought Gladiator was 99. I must have got that wrong.
0: I think that might be 2000 or 2001. But anyway, uh we're not here to talk about that. Let's uh let's break down Mystery Men because that is what we're here to discuss.
1: In a place called Champion City. The forces of good and evil. Captain America. What a surprise. ...are about to collide. Well, we've always been each other's greatest nemesis. It's a sigh. Nemesis. Nemesis. <laughs> now, with the city's one true hero missing... Captain Amazing is in danger. Kaboom.
0: ...who will step forward... You again, wannabes. ...to answer the call of justice. Don't mess with the volcano, my man, because I will go Pompeii on your what? Ah, oh my ah, golly. Golly. They've been waiting for this well, moment. The city's in peril, Lucille. All of their lives. Butch needs his vest back. Well, it's my best,
1: too. I bought it for him. But now that their time has come,
0: I'm a superhero, too.
1: What's his power?
0: Excuse <laughs>
1: me. They're going to need all the help they can get. So, you've got some facts for me. I like that. And I've got some facts for you. Okay. Mystery Man was nominated. Important to note, it didn't win, but it was nominated for three awards. From the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films, USA, it was nominated for the best costumes.
0: Okay, yeah. From the
1: American Comedy Awards, USA, it was nominated for the funniest actress in a motion picture in a leading role. That was for um,
0: Janine Je- Garofalo. Garofalo. Yeah,
1: that's the one. Yep. And perhaps my favourite <laughs> nomination was the Teen Choice Awards, nominated the film for the best hissy fit, nominated Ben Stiller <laughs> in that category. Didn't okay. win any of those, strangely okay.
0: enough. Well, talking about Stiller, I my recollection pre-watching was this was a Stiller vehicle, but in actual fact it's not, is it? It's not, you know, he is one of the main characters in it, but having watched it again now, it does feel that there are so many characters in this, and that's one of the problems I have with it, um, that there is just too much going on. But it didn't feel still uh, centric to the, to the degree of you know, his later movies. But I guess he was still fairly newish on the scene, was he? I guess he'd done something about Mary, but that was probably his only star and role up to this point, I think.
1: Well, he was in a movie, I think the first time I saw him was in a movie called Reality Bites. Okay. I think I think that it w- it's kind of like a breakfast cluby, college y kind of movie with Ethan Hawke. Okay. Um, where he was basically playing himself, you know, an angry right. young man. Um, yeah. But I but I agree with what you're saying. What I was surprised by, what I didn't remember re watching it, was just how many people were in the film. Yeah.
0: It's mad. the list of
1: the list of supporting characters is a list of people who've gone on to star well, in their actors. own movies. Yeah. You've got Ben yeah. Stiller. You've got uh, William H. Macy. Um, Gian, pronounce Garuffalo. it for me. Garuffalo. I think it's
0: Garofalo, but I could be
1: Garuffalo. wrong. Garofalo. Um, Wes, Wes Studi, who was in um, Last of the Mohicans. He was also in Dances oh, yeah.
0: with Wolves. The Sphinx. Um,
1: you've got uh, Pee Wee Herman.
0: Yeah, yeah, the which spleen. Which was
1: probably probably my favorite character in in the entire yeah. movie um hank azara who most yeah. of you will probably know as phoebe's boyfriend in friends the one that goes to minx the yeah. scientist or,
0: or he voices a lot of characters in simpsons as well
1: oh yeah that of course um who am i missing you've got you've you got, Os-
0: you got an oscar winner there jeffrey rush as a uh, Casanova rush. frankenstein love that name
1: what did he win his oscar for
0: I think it was a movie called Shine, where he's a pianist. Oh, the
1: one about the pianist.
0: I think so. But he's mm-hmm. great. I tell you what, Eddie Izzard's in this as well.
1: Eddie and- Izzard as one of the disco boys. <laughs>
0: I mean, I, me and you love disco and we'll probably chat about our love of disco at the Farmer College, uh, Professor Funk and Dr Mellon on another episode as we dig into some back backstories we've got. But um, we love disco and when I'd forgotten about that. And when he popped up in a disco role and you've got disco music blaring out boogie oogie oogie coming out of the car, I was like, this is incredible. I love it. Love it. Wasn't um,
1: there a scene where they, they did that um, A Fifth of Beethoven? I heard that. Towards the maybe, end of the movie, that going maybe
0: on. yeah yeah love disco. Um, when this movie started, I got the first five minutes. I got a massive Batman Adam West nineteen sixty six slash Tim Burton nineteen eighty nine Batman vibe to it. The colors, the angles of the of the of the filming, you know, the production. It felt very kitschy and kind of you know that Tim Burtony style. That did fall away as the movie went on, and it did feel disjointed. I'll say it right now. My score's actually gonna go down from my pre-watch score because there were bits I liked, but I just felt at two. When you said to me earlier on, this is a two hour movie, and I'm thinking, this is a comedy, I don't want any comedies coming in at two hours. I need, you know, that 90 to 100 minute mark for a comedy. And it just felt too long and too, I don't know, too disjointed. Did you get that vibe or not? Uh,
1: I, I agree, my score will go down. What I also agree with is your thoughts on what it reminded you of. There was that weird where the camera's really close up in a conversation where they're not yeah. doing the sort of headshot with the shoulders and head of the person that's being spoken to. And, you know, that was I seem to remember the Riddler doing that a lot. in, in Batman. Yeah. He would yeah. always be up close talking to the talking to the camera. There was a lot of that going on. And interestingly enough, there is a rumor. That the director of this film tried to dispel, because I did some research afterwards. And by the way, who is the director?
0: I don't even know. This is his
1: one and only movie he ever made.
0: Oh wow! He
1: was previously um, in advertising and made some of the greatest um, adverts in the US in the nineties, and was given this vehicle with all these stars, and basically, you know, he cocked it up. Um, I'm looking him up. Kinker
0: Kinker Usher.
1: Yeah, he never did another movie afterwards, but the rumour is that so many people thought that he was a made-up person, and this was actually a Tim Burton movie, and he was using that pseudonym, if you like, of King Carusher, because of the way the shots looked and everything. They believed it was a Tim Burton film.
0: That's interesting, that's interesting. And it does, like you say, you get splashes of that almost throughout, but the fact that there's so many characters, and they try and give every character an arc, like Blue Raja's got to, you know, deal with his mum. Mr. Furious has got to, you know, finally get furious and actually do something. The the bowler with her dad spirit living in a bowling ball, the shoveler and his missus. They try and cram in, the invisible boy, they try and cram in all these little story arcs for all the characters. And the problem is when Geoffrey Rush is on the screen as Casanova Frankenstein, he's cool because he's hamming it up proper. Um, And Those scenes with him are cool, and then I remember thinking it cuts away to a load of the heroes doing stuff But it's on them for like 35 minutes, and then when it finally goes back to the bad guy I'm like oh yeah, I'd forgotten about that bad guy because they spent so long on these heroes It's not until I I put a note down here 45 minutes where they start doing the superhero tryouts so you've got kind of a lot of flab in there, but you know I don't want to take away from it completely because there's loads of comedy bits. The, the shoveler is cool. Um, like you said, the spleen, although it's kind of, you know, frat boy humour, that he's quite funny. When Casanova Frankenstein's got all the, the, the gangs around his table, you know, which has got the frat boys, the suits, um, the rhyming gang and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was kind of funny and kind of cool.
1: I did. I like that too. The frat boys saying when they go into another room, can we bring our brewskis? I thought that was great. Um, obviously we missed out, two other stars, you know, there we was did. The, the whole business of going to the cafe that yeah. just wasted so much time with it them sat a, around just chatting. And Claire I feel Fulani, like that was, it? that was only done so we could meet the character Claire Forlani. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Or the actress. Yeah, 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 So it's, yeah, that was, like you say, that was extra flab that didn't need, they tried to put this love story in for Mr. Furious, Ben Stiller, which he didn't need. And obviously we missed him out, but I'm a big fan of this guy, Greg Kinnear, as Captain Amazing. Um, yeah, when
1: I was uh, when I was you know going to talk about the movie, I was thinking
0: this: what do we say was his biggest film? Who is he best known as? Greg Kinnear. Well, there's I, I when watching this, I was I was thinking, oh, I've got another one. I've got another Greg Kinnear movie that I want to slip in here um, as one of our future ones. So I don't want to give away that movie, but I think he was in As Good as It Gets with Jack Nicholson. Uh, is that is that what it's called? As good as no.
1: There is As it, Good the, as It Gets.
0: Where he is, he's a gay guy and Nicholson has to look after his dogs or something.
1: That yeah, could With be possible. I mean, again, another friend's character. He was um, right. a love rival for Ross and okay. uh, a, a girl called Charlie. And right. Ross was trying to get a grant, and um, Greg Kinnear was responsible for giving him the grant. I also yeah. think that Greg Kinnear did the voice in a couple of franchise um, animations. But I can't Possibly. Remember. And I'll tell you what remember. Was it Robots? Other one,
0: maybe. that was Ewan McGregor was the main guy in that, I think. But there was another movie that he was in, Little Miss Sunshine. I think that won a load of awards. Oh, where, yeah, Little Miss Sunshine. Um, I forget who the kid... Was it Dakota Fanning is the kid in that? I'm not sure. But I think that was kind of an indie hit that won a load of stuff. But he seems to pop up in a lot of movies, but he's really good. The, the kind of smarmy you know superhero trying to get all the endorsements and stuff um yeah lots thought, to like in again this.
1: that was that was something i liked about the movie the superhero with the patches on his on his uniform yeah
0: pepsi and all that jazz and that he'd
1: lost the pepsi yeah
0: yeah yeah so there and uh i do like it's kind of a bit of a piss take because i always say the matrix um in you know, uh, Morpheus is just riddling Keanu Reeves' character. What is the Matrix is answering questions with questions. And um, the Sphinx is kind of likewise, but in a kind of parody sense that, you know, hes if you don't control your rage, your rage will control you. And he's just got these cliched answers. But because it's done as a joke, it's kind of funny.
1: Yeah, I um, really like the Sphinx's character. I thought that was great because you knew, as he was saying the start of his you know, parable or whatever. You knew what the end of it was going to be exactly, as you said. Um, really enjoyed him. I thought that the um, the spleen again, like you said, although it was frat boy humor, fantastic. You know, has there ever been a better use of pull my finger in a yeah. in a movie yeah. ever? And then, and then, lastly for me. Um, I always thought that William H Macy carried two shovels. So ah. rewatching it, I thought he had two on his back. Rewatching it, right. realised that he only had one. Yeah. Um, and of course, then the other character um, that I've carried with me ever since I've watched that film is the Invisible Boy. Right. Because so many times uh, in my professional life, if I come across somebody who claims that they can do something that you obviously they can't do. <laughs> that you actually say to people maybe you can do it when no one's watching
0: yeah because because incredibly his power is he can turn invisible but only when no one's watching even himself even he yeah, cannot can't. look at <laughs> even himself even he cannot look at himself so everyone love it yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah I think uh, i'm I'm a little bit upset because you know for those first 10 15 minutes when we saw that opening kitschy kind of style and the disco boys i was like this is going to be incredible and it just got to halfway and i was thinking it's dragging a little bit but that was not to say that i didn't enjoy it but i didn't enjoy it as much as i thought i would so i think i had given it 8.5 out of our baker's dozen initially and i'm actually going to downgrade that to a 7 out of 13
1: well before you uh before you crack on with the baker's dozen that's one thing that while i was watching the movie i was thinking about there's not much um movie reference in a baker's dozen so i'm going to give you three other options it's either the magnificent seven right it's the dirty dozen right or it's ocean's 11
0: what in terms of numbers out of numbers out of yeah because you know is there is there 13 ronin I don't know, I, th- I think is good, no? Well, okay. let's leave it to the, to the, I was going to say, let's leave it to the listeners to vote, but we've got no listeners, so... Uh.
1: <laughs> so, stay tuned.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: so I think, what did I give it
0: originally? Uh, you gave it 9 out of 13.
1: I gave it 9. I am going to go down to an 8. What I would say is, it's well worth a watch. If you've yep. never seen it, it's well worth a watch. Okay. And if you, like myself and Chief, saw it, way back when it first came out. It's worth a rewatch. Now, yeah. we're always gonna give you a recommendation of, if you like this movie, then watch this movie. Yeah. Um, Chiefs mentioned Adam West, Batman, but I would also mention Batman and Robin, you know, the one where George Clooney almost killed the really? franchise, okay, directed 99. by Joel Schumacher. Because that, in again, very weird angles, very kitsch, very colorful, strange set pieces, strange characters. Yeah. Um, but I can't that's think true. of any other movie that, you know, you could say The Boys, the TV series The Boys that's out now. You could say yeah. um, The Watchmen, but yeah. they're not really comedies. So it's a tough one to find. It no. it kind of is a, a really weird niche market for that film yeah. to go in.
0: Yeah, it's it's a strange beast, this movie, and I'm glad they made it. And in that kind of sea of just kind of junkish superhero movies that were out at the time. And obviously, you know, once X-Men hit and then Spider-Man, the, the uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man after that, and obviously now with the Marvel Universe and stuff, it's, it's big style. But I think this has a place, definitely. So, you know, don't sleep on it. You know, if you, if you wanna give it a, a rewatch, people, give it a go, there's a lot to like in there. But um, yeah, now listen, I'm gonna hit you with what we got coming up for next week. Yeah, so next week I have chosen a movie. It's actually from the same year, so you'll be pleased to know you don't have to re-guess the top five movies of 1999. However, I will make you guess numbers six through ten when we get there, so don't look that up in advance. Uh, But listen, my movie I am picking is Stir of Echoes. Now, I had been online or seen something or heard something on another podcast, and this came back to me I was like oh wait a minute this Stir of Echoes that's a Kevin Bacon movie from 1999 and I remember it being very possibly similar-ish to Sixth Sense both movies came out in the same year and yeah I remember liking it and I don't think I've seen it since I saw it at the cinema in 1999 now I should have checked first have you seen this movie in the last five years
1: I have not seen this movie in the last five years I would probably say um at least eight, nine years ago.
0: Okay, now my recollection of this is it's some kind of possibly supernatural horror drama, but, and he digs, well, there's a link here, actually, The Shoveler, because all I can remember is he's got a spade or a shovel and he's digging up the garden. That's all I can remember. What I your can remember.
1: I can remember everything about the movie because it's one of my favourite horrors, probably being my top 10 horror thrillers of all time.
0: Okay wow. So whether, so or, not a, exactly whether or not this based is exactly this on good, my opinion, whether or not, then. I was going to say whether or not this is a good choice if you can remember it all we'll find out. But uh what are you going to give me then? Uh until we switch scoring mechanisms and uh, we're still on Baker's dozen what are you giving me out of 13 as your pre-rewatch rating?
1: I am going to give it 11.
0: Holy tortilla chips. 11, 11 out, out of 13. 10.
1: I'll tell you I'll tell you why. Um it's it's a really really cool story that I don't think has ever been replicated.
0: Okay. All right. something's going on in the background there. I'm giving it eight, eight, eight bakers. Yeah. Um, do you want to just see. pause a
1: minute? My dog is just uh, howling right. at a neighbour.
0: That's all right. We don't mind a bit of dog action, but you can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't mind a bit of dog, bit of dogging. Um, okay. Good for that. Yeah. Good right. Time. Listen, um, that is... Well, listen, we, we've, we've, I've had fun on this inaugural episode, but... Uh, wait a minute, knock on the door. Bear with me there, Booker T. I'm just going to see who it is. Ah! i tell you who it is. It's the goddamn postman. Hello, Posty. Um, i tell you what I've been expecting in the mail. I've been expecting a movie impression. Uh, if you've got one for me, give it to me now. He's probably wondering why I would shoot a
1: man before throwing him off of a plane.
0: Oh, all right. Cheers, Posty. Uh, I'll let you get back onto your round. Um... Uh, Booker T, did you hear that? Uh, there, was a, there was a postman at the door doing movie impressions. I, I did hear that, yes. Um, I'm going to try and guess who that was. I think he was doing Tom Hardy as Bane from, uh, what is it? Is it Dark Knight Rises?
1: I think you're completely correct.
0: Hey! There you go. Uh, Posty zero, zero, Chief One, in, in, in what I consider will be a long-running battle. Does he deliver <laughs> every week? He does deliver every week. He's on my schedule to deliver a movie impression every week. Yeah, yeah. Awesome! So Can't wait. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see what he's got for us next week. But um, listen, uh, I've had fun. You've had fun. The listeners have had fun. You can catch us on Instagram, and that is gone with the wind. No, gone with not gone with the wind. Gone, <laughs> with, gone with the, with the wind. Go, gone with the rewind movies because Gone With The Rewind was already taken. Some scumbags already got that count, but Gone With The Rewind movies, hit us up on there. We're on Twitter, and that is just Gone With The Rewind. We'll be putting up some uh, images and stuff up there. You can find our snack images for what we had earlier in the show on there as well. Uh, DJ Booker T, if people wanna check out what you're doing, can they find you anywhere? You'll find me
1: on Instagram, it is DJ Booker T. DJ B O D-J-B-O-O-K-A-T, you'll find me on Instagram, um, and please follow us and like for more of this movie mayhem.
0: Yep. Uh, if you're on iTunes, you, know, you can help us out. You can go to that um, on on the Apple uh, Apple Podcast app. Um, you can rate and review us. Give us five stars. Tell them uh, you know 13 out of 13 for this podcast. Uh, it'll help us bump us up the charts up that funky iTunes algorithm that no one understands. But yeah, um, I guess that's it. Uh, we've been Chief and Brett.
1: And for this week, that's a wrap.
0: See you later, people.